Welcome to Balanced Black Girl. My name is Les, I am your host, and I'm so grateful that you joined me here today. At Balanced Black Girl, we keep things rolling, coming out with new episodes every Tuesday, and we don't do distinct seasons. However, we do have series. And every six weeks, we kick off a new series here on the podcast related to a certain topic or idea. And those six episodes over those six weeks all feature different perspectives related to that theme. So last week, we wrapped up our Reframing the Reset series, which was really designed to help kick off the new year. If you're new here and you didn't get a chance to listen to those episodes yet, I highly recommend going back and listening to them whenever you just want to kind of reset and reframe your mindset. It's really good to listen to any time of year, but especially at the top of the year. And today I'm really excited to be starting a new series on manifestation and inner magic. In this series, we'll be diving into the ways we can all leverage the magic within us to create and manifest what we want to see and experience in the world. And today we're kicking things off with a manifestation masterclass with guest Shirin Eskandani. Shirin is a teacher, facilitator, and guide who specializes in mindfulness, mindset, and manifestation. She believes that we are all our own healers, teachers, and leaders, and her mission is to empower women to once again reclaim their innate wisdom and knowledge. I'm not exaggerating when I say that Shirin has completely changed my life. I've been following her and her work on Instagram for a few years before I met her. And back in 2019, that was the first time I met her in person. We were both speaking at the same event, Ignited Women, hosted by our friend Allison Tenney. And Shirin was delivering the keynote that year. At that time, my life was in a lot of flux. I was going through a lot of transformation and uncertainty, and I really did not know how I was going to navigate what I was dealing with. So during Shirin's keynote, during that event, I was honestly just bawling my eyes out. I don't know if she knows that, but I was sitting in the audience bawling my eyes out, and I was like, I need to work with her. I need her to coach me through this. Fast forward a few months later, and I joined Shirin's signature program that year, Wholehearted Women, and I learned so many tools and ways of being from Shirin that have truly transformed my life. I learned how to manifest from her, and three years later, so many things that I used to wish and pray about are now my reality, and I really credit working with Shirin with preparing me to receive and to be in a space to embody what it was I was calling in. So Shirin initially came on the podcast in late 2019, but when I decided to do this series on manifestation, I knew I had to have her back. In this episode, she truly takes us through a manifestation masterclass. So if you don't know anything about manifestation and are curious, or if you're familiar with manifestation, but you just feel like your manifestations aren't coming through or you want to learn from somebody who gets you a little bit better, this episode is for you. I'm telling you, you're going to want to have a journal nearby. You're one going to have your, your notes app ready. You are going to want to take some notes while listening to this episode, I promise you. So please join me in welcoming Shirin back to the podcast. 
Sharin, welcome back to the podcast. I'm so happy to have you. Thank you so much for having me back. I love connecting with you less personally, but also your community, I have to tell you, is the best ever. Anytime someone is like, oh, I found you from the Balanced Black Girl podcast, they end up being just the most incredible human beings. So thank you for having me back. Oh, thank you. And thank you for saying that. Honestly, I'm so grateful for the community around Balanced Black Girl and our listeners. They are just the kindest people and they pull up. <laughs> they really will pull up. They, they really, really do. So I, it's just a total honor and privilege. And I am so grateful to be here. Thank you. Absolutely. And, you know, I have to be honest, I haven't done a lot of repeat guests yet. It's just something that I haven't made a practice of. And this is, I think the first time I did it actually was with Chrissy. Chrissy came back on the show a couple months ago and you're going to be kind of our second, our second, uh, repeat guest, but that's because in this new series that we're starting with manifestation, I was like, I can't talk about manifestation on the podcast without bringing on the person who taught me so much about manifestation and who I really look to for manifestation education. So just excited that you're back. Oh, I am too. And I'm, first of all, I'm really, really thrilled, um, to be the second person who's been repeated on the podcast. Um, and also really thrilled to be talking about the subject. It's one I believe in so deeply. Um, and especially as a woman of color, I feel like I've had to really um, figure out what manifestation meant to me, what it looked like for me and how I wanted to manifest in my life. And so especially talking to your community specifically, I'm really, really thrilled to be discussing it with you because I think we're going to, I know we're going to get into it, but there's just a lot of misconceptions out there about what manifestation is and who it's for. And so I'm very excited about this conversation. Me too. Let's get into it. Let's get into some of those misconceptions because I know I also <laughs> had a lot of those same beliefs for quite some time. However, what I didn't realize is that I'd been manifesting my whole life. I have so many examples from even when I was a kid, when I would manifest something and I didn't realize what it was. And when I worked with you in 2019, which feels like a lifetime ago, but also not, um, <laughs> that was when I started understanding what some of those, those things, those miracles, those things that were coming through were, and what led to those things coming through. So can you talk to that a little bit more about how we're all kind of manifesting, whether we realize it or not? Yeah. So manifestation is an ability that we all have. And all of us are manifesting all the time. Like everything in our lives is kind of a reflection of our gift to manifest. And I know that sometimes people say that and they're highlighting like the negative, like something bad happens and they're like, oh, you manifested that. I don't want to focus on that. Um, what I really do with the people that I work with um, is allow them to really tap into the magic that they have already connected to and created in their own lives. And for me, actually, literally today, um, in one of my group programs on our community chat, someone said, hey, Sharon, like over the holidays, I was actually, you know, you had told us to like, I told them exactly like, look in your life, places where you actually were able to create and manifest what you really wanted. And she was like, by doing that, I really like felt this different energy. And then she was like, and then I manifested a car. And so, Amazing. 
I mean, she did get rear-ended. However, um, because the car, it was it was this long convoluted story, but it was like her insurance had to pay her a certain amount of money, which meant that she could get the car that she had want, been wanting to manifest. Um, but we all have this intrinsic gift, but I think when it comes to manifestation, it's explained in such a way that it feels like it's out of reach for many of us. And so, yeah, that for me, it's about, no, 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 this is within all of our reach and we can all tap into it. Absolutely. So what are some of those kind of baby steps that we can take to start tapping into our manifestation power, especially if it's something that we haven't been conscious of yet? Yeah. I mean, first I want to like, I really do want to underscore some of the things that make us not think that we can tap into it Mm -hmm. because I think that that's, I first want to say things like manifestation is not. So like manifestation is not just positive thinking. Right. I think that's what a lot of people think it is, is that, okay, I just have to keep my eyes on the prize. I have to keep telling myself I can do this. I have to telling myself I can make it happen. If I have any moment where I slip and I don't believe that, then I'm back at square one and I've ruined everything because I can't think positively enough. Right. And I think that's also, unfortunately, kind of an idea and a concept that is highlighted and underscored in a lot of the rhetoric that we hear around manifestation where like you're the problem the reason why your life looks like this and the reason why you can't create these things is because you're just not thinking positively enough right so that's like the first thing i really want to underscore that manifestation is not it's not just hollow positive thinking it's not just positive affirmations the second thing that manifestation is not it's not just for white people. And I think, yes. And I know I say that with like a laugh and a smile, and I think we all understand that. But if you really look at the roots of manifestation, right, we, we can't like locate and be like, these people started manifesting. No, we have been, cultures have been manifesting for a long time. And especially if you come from a historically marginalized community, if you come especially from a community, um, indigenous uh, people of color, right, black people, our people have been manifesting since day one, right? There was like literal people in our cultures and communities that did this and people went to them for help and they were really well respected. Um, so we have been manifesting from day one, but if you look at the trajectory of what happens with manifestation is that in kind of like the turn of the century, it becomes co-opted by Christianity and a bunch of white dudes. And, um, there's books like think and grow rich other ones and you know a lot of us there's some good information in there but what ends up happening to this beautiful tool of healing because for me manifestation is healing it's really a sign of healing and, and we can get into that and why i think that but this beautiful 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 um ritual magic whatever process system becomes really really watered down And the focus about manifestation becomes really on the outcome, right? Like the what, and we forget that actually the journey of manifestation is where we heal. And so we get focused on external things. And listen, I want all of us to manifest whatever it is we want, million dollar deals, handbags, luxury trips, you know, Jason Momoa, because he's (laughs) single right now. Um, You know, I want us all to manifest that, right? But um, especially at that time, it just becomes like money and all this stuff that's really external. Um, And so this really beautiful, rich tradition has now where we are, 
really become watered down, really become just a bunch of like Instagram quotables. And if you kind of still, and I love that it's been changing, especially in the last five, 10 years, but the face of manifestation still is, predominantly is a white woman, able-bodied, cis, um, privileged. And, um, you know, and it just, because I remember when I wanted to really understand about manifestation, everywhere I looked, it was like a white woman who didn't have my lived experience, didn't mm -hmm. have trauma. Maybe they did, but like, you know, I'm a first generation immigrant. I grew up in a country, I come from war, Yeah. right? Um, and that first generation immigrant family mentality around abundance and wealth and money, right? Like all of these things, this was not talked about. And so here I am really trying to learn, okay, I want to manifest, like, I want to be able to just think of something and make it happen too. And it wasn't really working for me. And I was like, I'm gonna figure this out. So I went and started really researching deep into what manifestation is. And I really understood that there's something so rich and so healing about this. And it's something accessible to all of us. And, um, but having it taught by someone or mentored to you by someone or led or facilitated, right? I'm not an expert, I just facilitate. But someone who you can see that they understand where you're coming from makes a huge, huge difference, right? So for me, whenever I teach about manifestation, the first thing I say is we cannot talk about manifestation and not talk about systemic oppression and white supremacy, right? Like sometimes I'm like, did you manifest it? Or was that just white supremacy? Was that just patriarchy, right? Mm -hmm. So if we're not naming those things, right? And, and blaming someone for not being able to do certain things, that's just bullshit. Um, we can't talk about manifestation and not honor the cultures it comes from, right? And not name them. And we can't talk about it and also not name trauma, right? And this isn't to say that those of us who come from perhaps a background of trauma or uh, we are from a historically marginalized community can't manifest. We totally can. We told, I mean, here are two people on this podcast who you know, during our time together, on this, <laughs> I'm sure on this episode, we'll tell you how much we've manifested, right? <laughs> yes. You can, but you, there has to be this um, sensitivity and love and understanding um, about it. So that to me is just a really important thing to name before we get into the conversation around what we can do and how we can do it. Because I want us to all understand that it is at our fingertips, all of us. Um, however, some of us have lived experience that we have to have a different understanding of some of the principles and the way we go at it. So that's me on my little soapbox. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a very necessary soapbox. Yeah. And yeah. what I appreciated about what you just said is that distinction between manifestation to heal and really tapping in and understanding ourselves and where we come from and those patterns versus letting this version of manifestation continue to just be a vehicle for capitalism. Because I think in a lot of conversations and a lot of content and a lot of what's out there, that's really what it is. Yeah. And, and again, there's no problem wanting to make lots of money. Mm -hmm. There's no problem in that whatsoever. But I always say, we don't manifest so we can heal, right? We heal so we can manifest, Yes. right? So we're not waiting on that million dollars and thinking, oh, that's when I will do that internal work or whatever. But no, I actually know 
that I'm healing when things in my life start to align and that like my manifestations come true. Like that's when I'm like, oh crap, like I'm I'm really on on something now, right? Um, so yeah, so, and, and I know that's a, another thing that some people struggle with, especially if you come from a place in which um, you may be one of the privileged few in your family, right? Who has, who is making a lot, a lot of money, who is maybe doing things that are different. And so there's also some guilt involved with that, right? Like the Drag money, the, right? <laughs> You know, so it's it's this runs so deep. It's and and I'm really excited to talk about it, but it's just like I have a very good feeling this is resonating with people because this conversation around abundance and guilt is a big one within communities uh of marginalized people, women, um, you know, yeah, it's just it's we have to talk about it, right? Yeah. Right, right. And so as we're starting to do that work and unpack that, you know, does it start with being able to, I guess, name those circumstances? Does it start with being able to understand our behaviors and how we respond when we're kind of faced with reminders of that? Like, how can we start identifying what's happening? So I, I, well, you know, we took, you did my manifestation work with me. Mm -hmm. I have this four-step process called flow. Yes. And so flow is like the four steps of manifestation. So the first step, um, I'll say the four steps. I don't know if we'll get into all of them, but the first step is, is really, really, well, all of them are really important. (laughs) (laughs) The first, the first two are really super important. Uh, so it's focus, live in the energy outcome detachment and work. Okay. So focus is a really interesting one because this is the one you hear in the secret, right? We we all probably know a little bit about the secret. You want something, you say it to the universe, you write it down on a piece of paper, you whatever you want to do, and then it's just going to come to you, right? So this seems so like easy, like oh yeah, like I want I want this, but actually, I find more often than not, a lot of us struggle here because we. Especially we don't know how to dream anymore, right? And this is like a big part for me of manifestation and especially working with people who who feel like manifestation isn't for them and who come from a background in which like their dreaming was shut off because of whatever happened in their life circumstance. Manifestation really wants you to be dreaming because in that dream state, right, we touch upon things that we could have never imagined. Because what we end up doing most of the time is just manifesting these things in these like square boxes of what we're supposed to do. And then we end up manifesting these lives that like we thought were gonna be perfect, but like then you're like, but wait, this is not what I thought it was going to be, right? And so this focus part is like really interesting because either we have, we have like difficulty dreaming or we're scared to dream. Right. And so this is a huge part of it, of allowing yourself just the freedom and the safety to even, I don't even want you to say it to anyone, but just saying to yourself, admitting to yourself that like, I totally want to quit my job and I want to travel the world and I want to live in Bali for six months. And I want, you know, all these things, but Mm -hmm. I'm at a point where I can say that these aren't things I want, but that felt really good to me. But I know when I work with people, just even that creates so much friction in them, creates so much discomfort in them. And it's like the universe can't deliver on what you're not 
asking for, right? The universe can't deliver on wishy-washy, right? If you're like, well, I just kind of want a partner. And it's like, well, no, but like, what kind of partner, right? And so this focus part to me is the first. And I think people kind of bypass, like they're like, oh yeah, this is what I want. But it's like, is that really what you want? I also find with focus, sometimes what happens is that we get so specific on what we want, right? So like the partner example is like, they're going to be six, five, and they're going to make this much, and they're going to have no kids and they're all these things, da, 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 da. And then sometimes we end up manifesting that person and they're like a total not nice person. I was going to use a different word, but they're like not a great person. Or we like, we just totally put blinders on, right? And we're not seeing other things around us. And for me, you know, again, when we create those lists, we're also really placing ourselves in a constrained box of what we think is best for us. And I'm always like, listen, the universe has a surprise for you, okay? You may think you know what's best for you, but for me, 10 times out of 10, the universe has had something far better than what I could have ever imagined, right? Manifestation is about creating the unimaginable. So why are we limiting ourselves to these lists? And so I always say with clients, okay, what I want you to do is take that list of specificities and then understand what that, that trait means to you what feeling is in there. Like, so, you know, they're tall. So that means that there's security or they make this, this much income. This means that we can have adventure and we can play and we can have both of those lists because that other list of how they make you feel and how you feel when you're around them, that's actually what you really desire. And I'll tell you, um, I talk about this often and I, on my podcast, I've talked about my journey to finding my husband. My husband, he was, you know, I had my two lists, right? Like the specific one and the feelings one, right? The one was like, what are, what, what does this mean? Really? What does this mean that I want this? Um, and I, at that time I'd done so much work on manifestation. I knew that my specificity lists of height, whatever income, that one was not the more important one. My husband is everything on that feelings list and more. And he is things that I could have never put on my specificity list. Like he does things for me and is such an incredible partner that I couldn't have even imagined, right? Having that kind of partnership. And so for anyone listening, right? I really want you to open up to just that idea of not letting go of those specific things. Cause sometimes we'll end up manifesting all those specificity specificities, but also all those amazing feelings, right? So having those two lists, allowing yourself to dream, allowing yourself to go to that place of like, okay, what is the thing that kind of scares me, but I really, really want to say it. And that to me, that place of like being able to go there, that's you in the flow of it all, right? Like manifestation is supposed to feel when you're in the process of dreaming, really, really good. Um, so that's like my first thing, but yeah, did you, <laughs> Les, I could keep going. I could just like, I'll just talk a I whole hour. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> but yeah, that for me is like uh, in my workshops, people are like, whoa, I never thought of that. Like I never thought mm -hmm. of, of even just the way that I am writing down my desires and what I want to desire. And maybe that's limited or maybe it's not expansive enough or, or whatever. So that to me is really, really key. Absolutely. 
Something that was coming to mind for me as you were describing that as well is the ability to receive, like to, to know how you want to feel and to know that you're deserving of it and to be able to actually receive it. Is that something that, you know, in working with your clients, you've seen some people have struggled with, I, I would assume, especially for black and brown women, we do so much. It can be hard to receive at times. Yeah. So this is such a great question. A thousand percent. Um, I always say that you can will your way into manifestation or allow it to happen. Mm -hmm. So for the longest time, I thought I actually was really good at manifestation because like the things on my list were happening. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the process, I was absolutely exhausted and burnt out. And the things that I was manifesting, I was like, wait a second, this isn't as like amazing as I thought it was going to be. And that's because just like so many of us black and brown BIPOC women, I was so good at working hard to get what I wanted. I was good at willing my way into a life that I thought I was supposed to have, or I should have, or my parents told me to have or whatever. And so this is something that I really, really highlight when I work with BIPOC women, right? Is that okay? And not that there's anything wrong with willing. There's nothing wrong with that, right? Because there's certain things that you're also manifesting, right? Like to make things happen, you also have to manifest opportunities and circumstances, and right? We all know that. But when you're in the place of receiving, allowing manifestation to happen, there is ease. There is ease, and you get to the finish line, and you're kind of surprised. Like you and I were just talking about this because Les just manifested something really amazing for 2022 already. <laughs> and she said to me, Sharin, it was easy. And when I looked at that thing, I was like, oh my gosh, I was surprised. I was taken <laughs> aback. And that's when you know you're actually receiving. And what what is really difficult between these two things is that this is the word, the word of the hour, and it's so hard to do. Receiving requires surrender, mm -hmm. letting go, trusting, having faith, not fixating, not worrying, right? And these are things that sometimes we have difficulty with if we do come from a background in which we felt that our safety and security, right, was rooted in planning, controlling, yep. type A, working towards, right? And so, these, this is why I say manifestation is healing, right? Because we're undoing um, this, this, this kind of how we were raised, our coping mechanisms. And we're not only undoing ours, we're undoing the ancestral, the, like, right, what we have inherited too. So it's like, I'm telling you like manifestation y'all, it is a healing tool, but it is going to bring up stuff. It's gonna bring up stuff for you, right? Um, and so that is such a great question to be able to surrender and receive is such a big part of the ease and manifestation. Um, and that's when we create things where we're like, whoa, so unexpected, so amazing. That was so easy. Where did that person come from? How did that email get in my account? How did they find me? That's when you're receiving. 100%. And I love what you said also about kind of that generational healing too, because when you allow yourself to pause and receive that positively, it positively impacts other people. Like when I was home for the holidays, my mom like offered to do my hair, which was very surprising because she 
has talked at length about how doing my hair when I was younger was one of her most <laughs> tedious tasks. So the <laughs> fact that she volunteered to do it and just asked, do you want me to do your hair? And I honestly, I'm sick of doing my hair. So I was like, sure do go. You offered. <laughs> I didn't ask you offered. And when she was doing my hair, she was like, you know, I really appreciate that you're able to to receive this help. I I'm mm. learn I'm just now learning that. And I wish I would have been better about that when I was your age. And I was like, it's, it's beautiful. Yeah, just our ability so to receive helps other people receive. Yes. Oh my God. That's such a beautiful story, Les. Thank you. Even for something small, <laughs> but that's it though. I think sometimes with manifestation, we think it's supposed to be these grand things. Mm -hmm. It's so small. It's like in these moments where we allow you know, our mom to do our hair or our partner to do the dishes or um, to just trust that someone else is going to figure it out. I can just like, I'm logging off this computer <laughs> and I'm going to go take a bath and this, <laughs> this work team can figure out this stuff. You know what I'm saying? It is actually those small moments. You know, I always say the universe is waiting on you and it's waiting on you to give it that thing of like, oh, she just accepted, you know, someone else to do her hair or someone else to do the project. It's waiting on you because these things, you know, um, manifestation, we can, we can talk about this if we have time, Yeah. but by vibration and energy and those little things really change our vibration and energy, right? These little things, these little moments where, where we feel held and loved and seen and secure, um, that changes your vibrational energy a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to talk about that a little bit more. And I would also love to talk about how we know if we're maybe on the right track or how do we know if maybe we're getting a sign that we're not on the right track and how do we learn to listen to that? Cause as a very hard headed person, I feel like I've had some times where I probably could have detoured a little sooner than I did mm -hmm. <laughs> because I was being hard headed. Okay. So the answer I'm going to say is just, it's such a, Oh man, probably such a coachy thing to say, but we're always on the right track. Like we're always mm -hmm. on the right track. Right. And there's an easy way to get there. And there's a hard way to get there. Yeah, right. I like that. Um, <laughs> yeah. And that really comes down to, um, how we're taking the journey, what we're thinking along that path, how we're taking care of ourselves, the signs that we're allowing ourselves to see, um, you know, looking back on my, so here's a hard one signs, man. Signs is a tough one. I mean, I know someone is going to laugh at this, but like how many times we've been like, oh my gosh, it's one, one, one. They love me. And <laughs> <laughs> have you ever seen that, that DW meme where it says this sign can't stop me. Cause I can't read. I feel exactly. like that's what so many of us do when we see a red flag and like, we know. Yes. But we yes. choose not to. <laughs> yes. So here, here is why I think knowing, knowing how you want to feel so I always say when you plant the seed of a desire, the, get clear on how you think you're going to feel when you get there and be cultivating those feelings on the way, right? Like, what does that feel like? One of the very first exercises a coach gave to me, manifestation coach gave me when I was trying to find my partner was for 30 days, I was supposed to um, meditate, visualize a future memory with them. And I wasn't supposed to see their face, right? Because they were like, you're going to get specific and you're going to like focus on a certain person. But really focus on how it feels to be like uh with them and i mean it was like it was like not just like i feel happy i feel complete 
it was like, what is your body? And because you're visualizing, right? So what does your body feel like? What is what does it feel like when they touch your hand or they're next to you? And so I did this for 30 days and I didn't meet my husband until like three or four years, three years, four years after I after I really worked with them. And I will tell you the day I met my husband, not the day, actually, this is a total lie. It was our third date. It was our <laughs> third date. Cause this is the other thing too, right? Cause sometimes we're like, well, I'm supposed to know. No, it was the third date. And I was like, holy crap, I've been here before. I felt this before. And when I look back on every person that led up to my partner, it was like 96% there and 97% there and 98% there. Um, and then he was 100%. And so for me, knowing how you want to feel is such a big key, right? And I think when it comes to careers and partnerships, sometimes we can fake the funk, you know? But deep down, we know this isn't how I want to feel. This mm -hmm. is how I want to feel in a partnership. You know, this is how I want to feel um, at work. This is how I want to feel in my life. And so having that awareness is really key. I do believe that the universe does give us signs, but sometimes we have agency as well. And so we can interpret those signs however we want as well. <laughs> but what I always say you're on the path when like coincidences happen and, you know, just things happen out of the blue. You'll just know these, these little nudges from the universe that like, you're okay, you're taken care of. But I always say, and here's the tough thing, with manifestation, we are in charge of, we can know, we can control what we want and why we want it. But we cannot control how it happens, when it happens, and where it happens. Mm -hmm. And that's the tough part. Yes. And especially when it comes to timeline, especially if you are someone who has a uterus, I see clients really losing their shit, you know, between 30 <laughs> and their, you know, early 40s. And I get it because we have this whatever, whatever you want to call it. But if you do want to have a child, it's like there's this urgency. And whenever we create or manifest in a place of urgency, y'all, it doesn't, doesn't happen. Doesn't happen. Well, it does. It just, you can manifest a partnership, but like, is that the partner you really want? Right. Or manifest a job, right? Like you're like, I want to get my career in place before I have this child or have a family. And so releasing the timeline, that's again, in that part of the surrender is really, really important part of it too. Just really knowing, I don't know how this is going to happen, where it's going to happen, when it's going to happen, but it's, it's going to happen. I know it's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. And what you just said, can you talk a little bit about releasing the how, because this is also something that I learned from you that I think is, is key. Yeah. So, I mean, the first thing, whenever we have a dream, right? Like we have that moment of like total excitement and then we get, I call a case of the hows. Mm -hmm. How's that going to happen? How am I going to do this? How, and if you're someone who is like an overachiever type A, me, mm -hmm. um, you're like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. And this, but like, I always say you cannot reverse engineer a process that you've never done, right? Yeah. You can't, you can't create a map to a place you've never been. Mm -hmm. So we are never going to know our how we're never going to know our how our how is going to be illuminated to us when we get to the end and we look back and we go, huh, I would have never thought that's how it happens. Yeah. And so for me, whenever I'm struggling with my how, I try to think of something I manifested. I try to think whether it's small or large and in bullet points, I'll write down how it happened. I'll create a map if you're a visual person, like if that's, you know, have the end goal and then work your way backwards and all the detours you took and like, 
it's it's just we're never going to know the how and if you can look back at something that you received that you know you manifested and see how weird and convoluted and how you could have never known that it's the same with this thing too it is so the same thing with this so that how piece is a really really big part of this because every time you focus on your how you get further and further away from what you want because you go into a place of doubt mm-hmm. and worry and overthinking. And not that I'm saying those feelings aren't allowed in the manifestation process, they're absolutely allowed. But if we allow ourselves to be overwhelmed and taken over by those feelings, then the process becomes lengthened and more difficult and sometimes seems really out of reach and we give up, Yeah. right? And so that how pieces is a tough one and i get it i get it i i mean it's 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 not something that go i teach this stuff and i'm still like how how is that going to happen <laughs> right um because also this is the thing i don't care how much you can manifest you're gonna set another dream for yourself that's just 10 percent more wild than the last one and you're you're gonna be like wait sharin how are you gonna do that now and so then i sit down i look at all the things i manifested and i'm like okay this is going to happen. So yes, the hows are a big part of it. Definitely. And from my experience, times where I've focused, been so fixated on the how, how is this going to happen? How is this going to be possible? That's what I'm not present for that healing that we talked about. Yes. Which is so important. It's so important. And as you see, and, and when we get caught up in the how, we start to scheme and plan and control in our own way. And we just create a mess. We just create like a tangled web of things and difficulty. And we don't allow ourselves exactly what you're saying to really sit with it and and just allow that healing. Because a lot of the times in the how-to is, is this possible for me? Yep. Is this possible for a person like me? Yes, it is. But what are those beliefs where, what are those beliefs that are making you think this is impossible for you? Because I always say, you know, white men are going to space every day, okay? <laughs> Why do they think it's possible to go up in a phallic object into space, <laughs> you know, and spend this money? Why? Why do they get to believe it's possible and we don't get to believe that it's possible for the things that we desire? Right. Right? So this always comes down to that self-work and that self-healing. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I also found that times where I was really fixated on the how, sometimes I was looking for proof that something either wasn't possible or was, or I would look to kind of past, I don't want to say failures, but other experiences as proof as to why something isn't possible, which also wasn't helpful. Yes. This is such a big one. So Um, whenever we try to like think of our future, what Mm -hmm. happens is our ego, right? Like that fear-based part of our brain, which is trying to protect us, right? It's trying to protect us in its own little sly manipulative way is that it tries to create a how, but our ego can only create a future based on the building blocks of our past. So if you have never done this thing before, there is no building block there. And so it's going to latch on to every time you failed, every time it didn't work out, every time they hurt you, every time you were disappointed. And all you're gonna see are those roadblocks and challenges, right? And so um, a tool I give to clients often is to look for a proof of concept. 
So it may not be exactly what you want, but look to people, ideas, things that make you believe it is possible. So, you know, there's lots of people out there that like, for instance, like Tracy Ellis Ross is one of my big proof of concepts, like (laughs) just this woman living in her joy and doesn't give an F and no matter what age, like her career gets better as she ages, like what the heck, right? Um, and there's other, some other coaches that I really admire, um, there, like I think of them often, my proof of concepts. Uh, but I remember, so when I was on my journey to manifest my partner, um, my, one of my big core beliefs was like, there's no good men out there. And so my job, she was like for 30 days, I had to find 10 examples in my daily life of, um, kind men wonderful men, just examples of just like men being actually good human beings. Right. And at first it was like this game of where's Waldo, where it was like, I was like, (laughs) I cannot find Waldo. Okay. It just, there's, there's no, none of this, but like I was tasked to do it. And let me tell you, uh, at the end of that 30 days, I could find 20 examples, 30 examples. Right. So it's also about shifting our, our attention to those things that we really do want to focus on and not to say that there aren't you know crappy guys out there sure there are but there's also really great guys as well so that was really really helpful for me as well absolutely shifting your gaze controlling what you're focusing on yeah definitely so i want to talk a little bit about representation in the manifestation space as well. You know, we started the conversation, we were talking a bit about kind of that old school, you know, like the think and grow rich, like situation where we think of (laughs) (laughs) either old white dudes writing books about money uh, or kind of the newer Instagram white girl talking about these things that she manifested. And it's like, well, you were probably going to have that anyway, because (laughs) white privilege and that's how that works. Um, and so when we look at the landscape of people who are widely considered acclaimed manifestation experts, we often don't see people who can relate to us. So I really want to talk about why it's so important that we get to learn from educators like you. And I know over the past year, you've had some incredible opportunities like your New York times feature and amazing things that have gotten to spotlight your work. And I want to talk about why that's so important and why it's important for us as people of color to help us reclaim our woo. So I always say um, woo is in our bones and woo is in our marrow. Like you can't deny it. Like we just, we just got the woo. Um, (laughs) It really matters. I mean, we just talked about one of them, like that proof. Yeah. Right. Like um, when you see people who look like you and have lived experiences like you manifesting stuff. And I, and I really use the word manifestation intentionally because I want us to reclaim that word. Yep. Right. It's not just, I did this or I achieved this or I accomplished it. Like I actually manifested this. I put my intention on it and I did the healing and I manifested it. Right. Like I use that word very intentionally. Um, just to see that proof is so incredibly important that we can all have access to this. It's also really important, like what I said at the very top, right? Like when I speak to my audiences, um, there is I, I there there is an acceptance on my end of 
the difficulties and challenges that they have seen and experienced um, and that they will see and experience right in their lives. And so we can, it can be a both and situation, like we can manifest and also we can say that there are um, oppressive systems and, um, and trauma and all this other stuff, both and, like we can hold both. I think it's so important and also, you know, this whole idea, like I just, I am not about ever shaming someone for not being able to manifest or accomplish or achieve or do whatever. And, and I think that's something that's just become really toxic in the world of, of wellness. For me, it's just really incredibly important to be talking about it from our lens, from our perspective. I'm no expert. I'm just a facilitator and guide. I just teach what I what has worked for me, what I've learned and what I think is important, what resonates with me. What you do with that um, knowledge is yours. Like you're the magic, right? You're the magic in that. And being able to reclaim this is, is such an important part of what I do because this is how we shift what our society looks like. If each and every person who listens to this podcast manifests exactly what they desire, that ripple effect in our communities, if we actually manifest our dreams, because what I know to be true about black and brown women, indigenous women, is that when we manifest, we not only manifest for ourselves, but we're usually manifesting for our communities. Yep. So our abundance is not just for us, it's also for others. Not to say that I don't want you to like, you know, manifest that you know, Hermes handbag, like do that, you know, <laughs> yeah. whatever, do that. But I also know that you are manifesting stuff that is going to have such an impact, right, on your community. Um, do we need another white guy in space? No. Do we need more black and brown and indigenous women manifesting exactly what their hearts desire, whether that is healthy relationships, whether that is money, whether that's travel, whether that is the dream of the home that is the, their dream? Like, yes, that's what we need more of. That's how we change things. And also with that ease and that acceptance, right? Because I actually know all of us can manifest shit, but there's no point if we're all exhausted and burnt out by the end, because then we can't manifest more, right? And so to have that ease as part of it is such a huge component, which makes it more sustainable, which makes it more enjoyable, um, because we also get to manifest things like joy and calm and presence and ease and, and all that good stuff as well. Absolutely. That last piece that you said about being able to actually enjoy what we manifest is key because yes. I think we've all had experiences where we kind of made something happen and weren't really able to enjoy it. Yes. I'm honestly like I follow Oprah because I just feel like at this point in her career, She's in that joy place. She's like, I manifested this all. I'm just going to go in my garden, collect <laughs> she does my what like. She wants. I love right? it. <laughs> like, I mean, you know, so I think that's just such an important part of it, of, of this conversation is, is if we can all really truly manifest. Oh my gosh, y'all, it would just be, it would be incredible. I think, yeah, for me, it's, it's, it's so much deeper than, than just, um, what we're getting. It's how we are changing the collective and how we're changing our lineage and our legacy and really healing that. Yes. Oh, that's beautiful. Kind of along those lines, I really love that through your teachings, you 
encourage and empower us to kind of trust our innate wisdom and in a lot of ways be our own teacher and be our own healer. Why is it so important for us to tap into our innate wisdom and why do you think that's sometimes hard to do? Well, I think as a society, um, we have been like told not to trust our innate wisdom. It's just something that's been denied to us for so, so long. And yet our inner wisdom is the guide. It's the compass. Like we all have access to it and it's our greatest gift. And for me, being able to get back in touch with that and, and trust it again and being able to listen to it again, it changes, transforms your life, right? Um, you know, when I apply this to something like wellness, you know, when I first started on this journey of wellness, whether it was manifestation or mindset or mindfulness, I thought everyone knew better than I did. And I found myself often in places that were harmful and places that, um, you know, the information was good, but that it, it wasn't for me. This It wasn't for me, you know what I'm saying? And so when I figured out, I was like, oh, I actually do know what's best for me. And that doesn't mean that like, I have tons of mentors and teachers and people that I look to for their guidance, but like, I know they're my people, right? Right. I know they're mine. And I think in the world of wellness, unfortunately, people sometimes highlight what you're lacking mm -hmm. as opposed to what is abundant within you. And for me, I want all of us to know that we are abundant and that growth is, is, is something that's really guided by you and you know, what's best for you. And so to really, I, I practice that now and it's what I, you know, with my clients and in my groups, like, that's what it's all about. Like, it, this is the agency and the sovereignty on your own journey, whatever that looks like for you. So that's a really, really big part of it too. Cause I know both you and I have been in spaces in which we were like, I mean, this whole podcast is a manifestation of that, right? Like it's an exact manifestation of that. And so, um, yeah, it's just a, such a, such a big part of part of it all. Yeah. Yeah. And trusting the lived experiences that you're having, cause no one else has had your same lived experience. And there's, there's so much wisdom to be gained from that. Yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh. I feel like I could just talk about this stuff all day. I love it. <laughs> can. I know it's going to be like, a, oh my gosh, my husband listens to like three hour podcasts. Who does that less? I don't think I could do it. I don't oh. have that attention span. No, 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 no. <laughs> nobody should. Nobody should. I know God I'm bless. like, we could talk forever, but I'm like, we can't talk forever, but, um, <laughs> but I could talk forever about this. And I just think it's so important because again, I think this word manifestation, because it's become so watered down, it's like this flippant thing or like people roll their eyes at it. People feel a little bit ashamed being like, oh, I'm going to manifestation course or I'm taking a manifestation course. But like, y'all, this is, this is, a, it's a tool in your toolbox, right? And it's something that you actually have access to that can allow you to really, um, get to your dreams in a way that's a little less, you know, tiring and exhausting, right? And, and it allows you to really expand upon what you really, really want. And so, you know, manifestation is, is just, yeah, it's incredible. It really, really is. It's much more than I think it's, it's been made to seem, um, in our culture. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's, it's, 
a lot more and something that we didn't touch on today, but I know that, you know, when people come find you and come work with you, um, is also the aligned action part of it, because I think we get to like the vision boards and we make the list and then we stop and we think that's it. I made my vision board. It's all going to happen. Um, but there are sometimes like steps that we need to take. <laughs> yeah. So I always say like the universe does the heavy lifting, but you also need to be taking some steps. And so you're such a good student, Les. That's aligned action is literally from our module. Yes. Um, <laughs> oh, I remember. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So aligned action, right, can look so different, but it's like, I always say the universe just like needs to see that you're like, you're also in this thing, right? So aligned action doesn't have to be going out and doing a thing. It can just be, I'm going to be like working on my inner mindset. I'm going to be healing. I'm going to, I'm going to meditate every morning. I'm going to talk to a therapist. Um, I'm going to listen to the balanced black girl podcast and like really be expanding what I think is possible for me. But aligned action can also be getting on a dating app and like actually going on a bunch of dates or emailing that person that maybe possibly could help you with this thing. You know, while we don't know the how, we can take the first step. And then from the first step, we're like, okay, this opened, this didn't open. Let me try this thing. Let me try that thing. And so, you know, while we don't know, I always say we don't know step 100, but we do know, usually we know steps one, two, and three, and then we can reassess. So yes, that's also a really big part of it too, right? Like, I mean, listen, (laughs) our friend, Chrissy King, although she says this, but it's not a hundred percent true, but like that girl can manifest anything oh. like she can write it on, write on a piece of paper and yes. it's it's going to happen but i mean behind the scenes she is really putting in the work but yes. there is an ease to some of the things she manifests that even stuns me um <laughs> but it's it's true but like again someone like chrissy in certain arenas of her life can manifest that quickly because her beliefs she's done that inner work yes right she's invested she in the her foundation inner work that like when she says i'm going to do this the beliefs are right on par with what she wants. She's not questioning whether she can have it. She knows, she knows she can have it and it's there, right? So the, her aligned action was put in place a long time ago. Um, so that's also a big part of it too, right? Like, and, and the reason why things like vision boards work, I mean, yes, you're putting the intention out there, but it's also a constant reminder of what you really want. And so, oh, you see it and you're like, oh, right. I was going to finish work at five today and actually go for that walk or, oh, right. Like I want to go to Bali. So I'm going to go look at my, um, finances and see if I can like put a hundred dollars away in my savings account. Right. So with manifestation, I always say like, there's a little bit of practicality. I always call it practical magic. There's a little bit of practicality (laughs) and there's a little bit of magic. It's, Mm -hmm. it's, it's both at the same time. Absolutely. Absolutely. Cause the two are not mutually exclusive. (laughs) Exactly. 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 I love it. Sharon, this was like a masterclass in manifestation that you just gave us all so generously. Um, how can our audience continue learning from you if they want to learn kind of the nuts and bolts of your flow process? Where can they find you? So you can find me on Instagram if you want to follow me at Wholehearted Coaching. And I also have a podcast, Wholehearted Coaching, the podcast. Um, There's a couple episodes there in Manifestation. And not surprisingly, those episodes are the most downloaded. Um, But if you're looking into um, learning from me, if you head to my website, wholehearted-coaching.com slash offerings, 
You'll find all my courses and group programs there. I have um, a course called Everyday Magic, and it's um, a two-part course. It's, it's actually pretty short, but it goes through exactly what flow is, the basics, so the techniques. Um, I also have a love manifestation course love that, that I've one. done. Yes. Um, it's called manifest them. And uh, that's a great course. If you want to specifically be manifesting love. Um, and if you're interested in working with me in all of my programs, there are elements of manifestation in there and on the offerings page, you can find out more about those as well. Amazing. We will have all of that linked in the show notes, as well as your podcast, your courses, all the ways that people can find you and work with you. But before we go, I have to ask, how are you finding your balance these days? What is keeping Sharin feeling balanced and centered? Um, okay. So I have been so proud of myself. So we are recording this in mid January and I really set an intention to commit to my morning practice. Mm -hmm. um, and we're midway through January and I have, and it's been so incredible just to have that practice for myself and that ritual for myself. And also that feeling of, um, I call I called this year, year of devotion, like really being devoted to what really nourishes me and, and that morning routine really does. So that's been giving me balance. Um, and I've also been actually stopping my work when I say I'm gonna stop it. That's been great. And my other way that I have balance is my partner. He's, we're both really playful people and uh, Les knows this. And if you go <laughs> on my stories, you'll see us, but there's nothing like just being able to disconnect from heavy things uh, than to really engage and play, enjoy. And he's a wonderful, wonderful um, co-conspirator in that. Yeah. I love it. Just so much ease and joy and you like sticking to your routines. I just love all of that. So thank you, Sharon, for sharing. Thank you so, so much for having me last. You know, it's just such a privilege and joy to be talking to you and with your community. Thank you. Well, thank you. I mean, I feel like you kind of got a front row seat to all of this change and, and growth. So I always love getting to, to check in with you too. It's, I mean, this is one of the joys of actually doing the work I do. Uh, Les, you worked with me in one of my very first group programs mm -hmm. and to now see people from your cohort and cohorts previous manifest those things that you all claimed, you know, two, three years ago, it has been such an honor to see that it's been such a joy. And, um, it, I can't tell you how it feels like how just because it's almost like a, it's like a baby. Like you hear someone say something that surprises them like a dream. And then like two, three years later, you're like, Oh my gosh, there it is. <laughs> and it's just so exciting. And I'm so happy for you Les. Thank you so much. I mean, we'll, I'll have to catch you up on some other things offline in more detail, <laughs> proprietary <What>? updates. <laughs> okay. But thank you so much, Sharin. You're so, so welcome. So as you heard just now, Sharin just generously taught us a manifestation masterclass on this here podcast for free. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed that conversation. Please make sure you follow Sharin on the socials, check out her podcast, and check out her offerings if you're looking for a little extra support in healing to manifest. Head to the show notes for all of her info and for links to everything we mentioned in this episode. 
Huge thanks to our sponsors for supporting this podcast and making the show possible week after week. Check the show notes for special offers and discount codes from our incredible brand partners. And thank you, dear listener, for being here. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It helps new people find the show and is a really easy way to support Balanced Black Girl. Tune in next week when we'll be talking about the importance of spiritual hygiene and not blocking your blessings before they can get to you. Next week is juicy, so make sure you're subscribed so that you don't miss the episode as soon as it drops. Thanks for tuning in.